Hey guys, I'm Chantel. And I'm Chris. And this is Forgotten Fridays. Hey guys, and welcome back to Forgotten Fridays. Chris, how's it going? Not bad, not bad, Shan. How's it going with you? It's going good. I wanted to mention to you, Chris, this is so crazy. I don't know if you remember when we covered the Brandon Lawson case. Remember, he had went out in his truck into the field. He called his brother and everything. Remember that? Yeah. So this is the that weird case where we had that 911 audio of him calling and saying he was being chased, possibly by criminals. Um, there was weird sounds in the background, and his brother went out there to look for him. Well, on February 4th, 2022, the Lawson family reported on the Help Find Brandon Lawson Facebook page that a search party had located clothing identified as Lawson's near his last known location, and that the Texas Rangers had subsequently conducted a search of the area and found human remains. DNA results are not complete as of February 4, 2022, but the remains are expected to belong to him. So we likely have found the remains of Brandon Lawson, which will hopefully bring, um, you know, obviously, hopefully some answers, but more so peace you know at least for the family to at least be able to find him and just just to make sure uh and and clarify is this the case where he was like in the woods and i usually go based on like uh the assumptions i had made or like guesses so So this is the one where he lived with the girlfriend um, they had gotten into the argument that night. Um, he had some substance abuse issues. He left to go to his dad's house. And then um, he had called his brother and told his brother, like, he ran out of gas. He, his brother claimed that he, that Brandon had said that there were people chasing him out of town, remember? And he later said that it was the Mexicans in the neighborhood. He actually went out, the brother went out there with his wife and baby, remember, to go look for him. And just found the truck, remember, something like that or whatever. He also called 911. I I might have to go back over this case because it's not like jogging up to me. But then again, you know, my short term memory could use some work. (laughs) Here, this is one also where he had called 911. And he was like, yes, I'm in the middle of a field, pulled some guys over right here towards Abilene on both sides. There's one one car, the guy's chasing me to the woods. Remember that one? Like we heard the audio and it was just crazy. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's starting to come back to me. Yes. So basically they have likely found his remains. So it's just an update for his case. Definitely go back and take a listen. As we hear more, I will update us as well. Um, Last week when we covered the case of Brooke Preston, we did get some people that reached out with some questions. Um, One of the questions that stood out to me was, what where did they find the shirt that Randy Herman Jr. said that he gave to Brooke Preston? And I thought that was a great question because that's the same question I had when I was researching. Where was that shirt found? And to be honest, it is so crazy, but I could not find anywhere, anything other than them just saying he gave her the 
I don't know where they found it. I never found that information. And if any of you actually, you know, maybe do know, you heard, whatever the case may be, please feel free to write in and let us know because I would be interested. I feel like that would make me have an even more deep determination of what I feel like happened. Was it found near her? Did it even exist? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, that's actually really awesome that you received this. Absolutely. And Chris, didn't you have some more information in regards to sleepwalking? Oh, my jeebus, Shan. So, boy, did I sit there and actually go through and look up some information on sleepwalking. Uh, just because, you know, like... I'm one of those people where I like to know things and I had had these questions while we were going over it. Let me see. So as far as falling asleep, he had a 10 minute uh, time frame, right? Mm -hmm. Now the fastest record known to man right now, as it stands is 17 minutes and 50 seconds. So, oh, wow. And and he was like like a trying to do that like he was, you know. So it's like, mm -hmm. I'm just saying, can't go to sleep in ten minutes. Man's was wide awake like Kelly, like Katy Perry. Not to mention the fact that you wouldn't even be. There's different stages of the REM cycle that you are in when you are deep sleep dreaming. Um, compared to like that last stage where you're about to wake up. Like, for example, that dream you remember when you wake up, that's not the only dream you had. It's just the last stage of REM you were in where you were a little more lucid. And so that's why you remember it. And so, yeah, 17 minutes just to fall asleep doesn't even include the time it would take to get into that deep stage of REM where you could sleepwalk. Not to mention, so... Then the possibility that he could seem awake while he was sleepwalking. Yes, you do have your eyes open usually while sleepwalking, but it is said that you stare through whoever it is in front of you. Like you don't even really notice them. I got you. Okay, so it would be weird to her, his behavior, if that was the case. Yeah, you see, because he actually was responding. He had given her the shirt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just don't seem it wouldn't seem um as plausible. Yeah, I got you. Well, I just definitely wanted to jump into some of that a bit because I know there were definitely a lot of questions and that's exactly why I said I didn't feel like it would be a black and white case. Um, but I feel like we stand on a certain side of things now. So with that, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's get into this week's case. So today we are talking about the mysterious death of Sandra Bland. I feel like everyone has wondered about Sandra Bland, but I feel like we have not gotten any, if very little information as to what actually happened to Sandra Bland. As much as we hear her name brought up, would you agree? Like, I, I, I don't see very many big documentaries or anything like that on her death. No, not at all. And it's strange because it's a very perplexing death yes well sandra bland was 28 years old at the time of her death 
She was born February 7th, 1987 in Naperville, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. And she was one of five sisters. She attended Prairie View A&M University outside of Hempstead in Waller Prairie County, View. Texas. <sighs> what do you want from me? What do you want from me? The, the name of the school, Shannon, it's Prairie View. Okay, but then why don't they spell it like that? Why they put Prairie? <laughs> yeah, Shannon, sorry about that. Just didn't want you to go out like that. Well, thank you. Okay, so she was a member of Sigma Gamma Roy Sorority. Oh, gosh, did I say that right? I hope so. I, I don't know <laughs> that one. Okay, and she graduated in 2009 with a degree in agriculture. I also found that during that time, she was recruited as a summer counselor for three years. She played in the marching band and volunteered for a senior citizen advocacy group. In years prior to her death, she was also known as a civil rights activist in Chicago and possibly had connections to the Black Lives Matter movement. She made videos speaking on her activism and many issues that were important to her. So to be honest, just from all that alone, this woman was incredible and a positive addition to society. She had done a lot. Yeah, this is a wonderful human. All of those uh, accolades, wonderful, marvelous Things that have me like looking at myself, like, "Wow, what are you doing? Are you are yeah, you for real? <laughs> for real? Like, literally." Still don't know about the senior citizen thing, but I still respect it. Hats off. Absolutely, yeah. I could never be me. They're just so <laughs> grumpy, so grumpy, and smell weird. But hats like off. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm negative enough, so I couldn't do it. But definitely awesome that she was. For it looks like all around the board, it doesn't look like she lacked her compassion for anyone. No, this is uh, definitely a human who has like a heart for people. Yes. After college, Sandra did return home to Illinois for a while, but she was set to take on a job back in Prairie View. Mm hmm. As a summer program associate on August 3rd, 2015. Thanks, Chris. Sandra had, <laughs> Sandra had just traveled from Illinois on July 10th, 2015, when she was pulled over by Brian and Senia for failure to signal a lane change. Brian was 30 years old at that time. He had a history of performing pretextual traffic stops. If you are wondering what that is, to my understanding, it is basically when they pull you over for something mundane, but then use that as a way to search your car or try to find a more severe crime. As Black people, we've been aware of this shit forever. But Brian has issued about 1,600 mostly minor tickets in less than 12 months using the pretext of little enforced minor infractions to then perform random searches in the hope of finding something criminal. So I think, Chris, like, you can probably agree, like, that's not shocking to us that police do that. No, no, that, that's, that's pretty normal. Tell light out. Oh, my gosh. Prepare. Yeah. Prepare for the worst. Yeah. It's just so, like, oh, my gosh. You know what it sounds like to me, Shan? Like, just taking the, because I've noticed that people do, kind of, in society, we have a um, tendency to, put police on a different standard than, oh, this is just your job, you know? Like, yeah, 
this is just their job. So it's like, this is overachieving at your job or going out of your way to create work for yourself so that you look better. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I mean, it makes it's, sense, but that's dumb. If, think of it this way. What if a doctor intentionally gave you medicine that would make you sick so that so they, that they could, could treat it, save you? It's literally, what is that called? It's actually something that, it, like, a nur- right? nurses have done that and killed people. It's called, oh my gosh, what is that called? Munchausen syndrome? Ah, oh, let me, okay, pause. Let, guys, let me take a second and just, I have to figure out if this is correct. Munchausen syndrome is a psychological disorder where someone pretends to be ill or deliberately produces symptoms of illness in themselves. Okay, that one's in themselves. But I know there's one where nurses do it to other to babies, remember? Oh, I mean, I've I've heard of nurses doing this. Here it is. Here it is. Munchausen by proxy. What is the syndrome? Oh, wait, that's me googling it. <laughs> <laughs> Munchausen syndrome by proxy is a rare disorder in which a caregiver, usually the mother, causes or fal- falsifies signs of symptoms of illness in a child in order to gain attention for herself. So it's happened with um, nurses too. So what if a nurse or a doctor did that to you so that they could look so cool to their peers, they would inflict some kind of issue on you that they can then fix if that we I don't have to ask you what would happen we know what would happen these nurses get prosecuted these mothers get prosecuted for these things so how is it okay for police to do it I don't get it it really doesn't make sense I mean because you're not finding criminals you're finding everyday people who are right right he began following Sandra in prayer view he accelerated fast on her rear, closing in so near that she changed lanes to give him the right away, thinking he was heading to an emergency. You know, this police officer's on my ass, acting erratic. Let me get out of his way. He must be busy. There's no way he's just fucking with me, right? Any logical person would mm-hmm. think that. At that point, he pulls her over for not using her change lane signal. He pulled her over on University Drive. Okay, at this point, things became verbally heated. So immediately, he gets verbally abusive and and scary. And then to the point where he pulls this woman from the car for not using her change lane signal. You know how many people in Texas I see that don't use their fucking changing lane signal? No, I mean, people probably think that that's, like, a suggested thing. Like, that's suggested. Because I swear to you, that's how they'd be treating it. I just don't understand how no matter what I say or do to you in the car, when you pull me over, even if I'm mad at you, how does me not using a turn signal get me pulled violently from a car? I believe that police, uh, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty positive on this. There is like a um, use of force, like like police have like a certain amount that they can actually like use. Like when a situation, it's very situational, like this amount of force used makes sense for this situation. Like, you know, it, like uh, I hear things like that and it just would make a lot more sense, Shannon. Uh, school shooter environment, though. I mean, We've we just that. heard the Uvalde 
the police mm-hmm. sat there and did nothing but oh let's bully a, a little old black woman in a car your headlights out come and pull over let me what's what's that in? <laughs> but they're gonna sit there and do nothing to the school shooter while arresting parents it sounds like cops can be bullies, man. That's what it sounds like. You want us to like, like, I'm not even going to sit here and bash police. That's not what I'm trying to do. But what I will say is, is you can't expect people to respect something that time and time again has shown that they don't deserve respect. They are abusing their power. You know what I mean? Like, come so on, man. I'll, I'll say this, though. Going back to... My earlier point, I do believe that taking it out of the mindset that we all have, if we look at this like a job, there are bad – like you could see a horrible employee in almost every job or place where people work. Like you know, like you can go into a fast food restaurant, go into the same fast food restaurant, but get two different types of service like from like two different people. So it's like I can't general – like I get what you're saying. Like I'm not – we're not generalizing cops into like, oh, this is just, but it is frustrating to see this many people bad at their job. Like, yes. And you know what it reminds me of? Well, it reminds me of the Stanford prison experiment where they took volunteers and they split them up between prisoners and guards. And over the course of this experiment, even though neither one of them were actually criminals, the guards began to treat the people who were prisoners bad and very badly. Like you guys should look into this. Things like that make me feel like jobs like this, where people do get this kind of power, just as humans, we are always going to act in this way. Sad to say, no matter who you are or whatever, of course, there's those of us who will sit there and be like, I would never. But then if that was the case, these things wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? It feels like it's a power trip. I feel like jobs like this where it's a power trip, nine times out of ten, like, why are you getting angry? I've worked call center jobs where where a fucking person has cussed me clean the smooth out for something I have nothing to do with. And yet I'm not at the point, even though I'd love to cuss them out, I know how to control myself and be like, let me chill because it's my job. So I do question why officers don't have that same level of chill. What makes them think? And you know, it's funny. That's actually really good. Um, uh, like comparison because in a call center they want you to control the call right and i'm pretty sure with police training it's probably the same you know they want you to control the situation or handle the situation right so it's Mm -hmm. like when you're controlling the call you're supposed to be calm you're supposed Mm -hmm. to be trying to calm the situation why in a police uh environment are you escalating the situation you want the situation to break out into more which does not is is not the correct way i believe to hand and i've actually i have had cop experiences where i've had cops who are de-escalating the situation or they're sitting there you know tentatively listening and not just like brushing you off mm-hmm. yes those, yeah, be the, those, those be the ones where you're like good thank you bro yes i agree so definitely just an interesting you know little take on that there but um after he pulls her from the car he then forced her onto the ground and arrested her this is verified by sandra's statement and a bystander sandra was taken to the waller county jail where she was found hanging in her cell on july 13 2015 three days later 
Her death was ruled a suicide. Following her death, there were many protests against her arrest, disputing the cause of death, and alleging racial violence against her. Police did release dash cam video of the altercation to the media on July 21st. And this is probably where all of us came into play to know what happened um, in that time. But never released Sandra's cell phone footage of the incident. Parts of the video appeared to be edited with images of cars and people appearing or vanishing on the road, while the audio of the officer, his voice remained without interruption. So it was clear it had been tampered with. A DPS spokesperson said that irregularities in the video resulted from technical issues that occurred when the video was posted. DPS then took down the problem video and replaced it with another version, like, oh, okay, that's cool. That, that's how you're going to handle this. And I don't know why, but this just rang similar to me for the Kendrick Johnson case. Why the fuck does video be tampered with and that's just supposed to be acceptable? I I can't even I can't even tell you like that doesn't like oh yeah the video's tampered but we can it's it's not it's what a what did judges say it's like um objection I forget God, we need to have a whole case on our memories they're lost too shit <laughs> <laughs> forgotten <laughs> memories. <laughs> Literally, we can't remember shit. This is literally the Forgotten Fridays podcast. <laughs> I have forgotten many Fridays. Hell, Tuesdays, Wednesdays. Literally. But no, yeah, I just definitely, this isn't the first time we've heard this. Um, video, I mean, not even just Kendrick Johnson. Wasn't it Tamala Horsford? Remember hers too? Their house, their camera footage was fucked up or weird too? Like, how is that acceptable? I feel like you should immediately be arrested. Like, <laughs> or that should be stricken from the from the file. Like, you can't. Like, it's admissible. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, or at least like noted. Like, let's just let the record know that this evidence. But this has been tampered. With. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so. if you have a refurbished or like a uh, reused uh, product, they let you know that it's refurbished or used. So. Same thing. This is refurbished. This isn't. This isn't brand new footage. This is. Yeah. Well, that footage shows that the officer's tone and attitude changed after he asked Sandra if she was irritated, and she answered affirmatively. He initially wrote a routine traffic violation warning for Sandra after she moved over, but did not signal to let him pass since he was tailing her closely. After he returns to her car and speaks briefly to her again, he asks her to put out her cigarette. She responds, why do I have to put out a cigarette when I'm in my own car? It is at that point he orders her to get out of the car. She refuses to exit, so he tells her she is under arrest. And by the way, just to be clear, I'm going back. So I already told you what happened. He pulled her out and he arrested her. But this is what happened that led to that, just to be clear. Um so let's see. She strike him? No, but there's more. She refuses to exit, so he tells her she is under arrest. And I want you to remember that this is over her not using a lane signal. So getting out of the car and all that stuff over a turn lane signal. 
Bland repeatedly asks why she is under arrest, and Brian responds, I'm giving you a lawful order. She re- and also, I want to mention, like, he's not saying it like I just said it. He is verbally yelling this at her in an aggressive tone. So when you're judging, make sure you're sitting there judging as if you were in that scary situation yourself. She refuses to leave her car, stating she is not under arrest as she is unaware of the reason and not obligated to. The officer then opens her car door and tells her more than a dozen times to get out of the car before he tries to pull her out. After struggling, he draws his taser and points it at Sandra, shouting, I will light you up. Get out now. At that point, she exits her vehicle. Once Bland is out of her car, the officer orders her to put down her cell phone and tells her she is going to jail. In response, Sandra asks why. In the video, both Sandra and the officer move to the passenger side of the vehicle and are no longer visible. While they continue to argue heatedly, Sandra can be heard crying and screaming. Sandra's own 39-second video of the altercation on her phone, which had been in possession of the state investigators, were discovered later in 2019, four fucking years later, and aired by a Texas TV station. Sandra's family and their lawyer in the civil lawsuit claimed that the state had not given them the evidence. But of course, the Texas Department of Public Safety disagreed, and we've recently seen how easily they will disregard any wrongdoing. I will include Sandra's video in the show notes so you guys can watch it. The video was also not a part of the civil trial evidence. In a video recorded by a bystander, Sandra is lying on the ground with Officer Insignia and a female police officer above her. Bland says that she cannot hear and states that the officer has slammed her head into the ground. She tells him that she is epileptic. This is confirmed by police dash cam video footage in which the officer responds, good. After Sandra informs him of her condition, in the video, the officer orders the bystander to leave the area. So just to go back, basically, she does get out. He takes her to the other side, the passenger side, and that's where she slammed on the ground. Okay, DPS stated that Sandra was arrested because she kicked Insinia. She was charged with assaulting a public servant. DPS said that she became argumentative and uncooperative during the arrest. Officers took her to the Waller County Jail and placed her in a cell alone because they deemed her a high risk to others. After her arrest, Sandra told her sister that the arresting officer had pushed his knees into her back and that she feared her arm was broken. A Houston television station states it obtained a voice message left by Sandra after her arrest in which she asked, how did switching lanes with no signal turn into all of this? Sandra's bail was set at $5,000. According to a statement from the jail officials, she had been given multiple opportunities to find someone who could post bond, including a man she was staying with in Texas who ignored her calls. Her bondsman also made several attempts to secure bail. Her family later stated they were attempting to secure the 10%, which would have been $500, that was needed to secure her release. Oh, and I just found it crazy that, like, $5,000 bond for a change signal only in Texas. Was she a previous offender? No. Oh, no, that's fucking bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. 
Well, the sad part is, is Texas is so money hungry. It's disgusting. They don't care if you have kids at home. They don't care if you lose your job. They don't care about anything. They just care about money. Like, how the fuck are you literally sitting in jail for a turn signal? They do not care about kids. That's why it's so funny that they have the strictest abortion laws, but yet they gave no fucks about if she had kids sitting at home while she sat in jail. Mm. Anywho, on July 28th, authorities released several hours of videos showing Sandra at various times during her jail stay, including arriving at the jail, having her mug shot taken, and making phone calls. They said the footage was being released to dispel rumors and conspiracy theories, including that she was dead before she arrived at the jail and that her mugshot was taken after her death. I don't know if you remember, but at the time, there was a lot of controversy about yeah. whether she was alive or not in that mugshot. So let's see. At a news conference, Waller County Judge Trey DeHun said that such rumors have resulted in death threats against county officials. Because some of the things that have gone out on social media, this county has been literally attacked. DeHun said the FBI was investigating the most serious threats. Alexandria Pyle, an inmate held in the adjacent cell, later told the media that Sandra seemed sort of distraught. Well, she was very emotional and was crying frequently. Pyle, who spoke to Bland through a tiny shoot, says Sandra was upset that her friend had not come to bail her out. Piles stated that she never heard any loud noise or commotion that would indicate foul play in Sandra's death. Police stated at 6.30 a.m. on July 13th, Sandra refused breakfast. About half an hour later, she told the jailer she was fine. According to Captain Brian Cantrell, about an hour after saying she was fine, she asked via intercom how to make a phone call. She was told she could use the phone with a pin but they state there is no record of her making any calls. At 9 a.m., she was found in a semi-standing position hanging in her cell. The next day, shortly after noon, police issued a statement that Sandra had been found dead in her cell and that they believe she hung herself. On July 20th, about a week later, police released video from a motion-activated camera in the hallway outside Sandra's cell. The video shows no movement in and out of the cell from 7.34 to 9.07, and when she is discovered by a female officer after that time, which led to resuscitation procedures being performed on Sandra. An autopsy conducted by the Harris County Institute of Forensic Science concluded that Bland died through asphyxiation and classified her death as a suicide. Police stated that Sandra had used a plastic garbage bag to hang herself. The autopsy report shows Sandra had multiple abrasions on the right side of her back, slight abrasions on her wrist, and 25 to 30 healing parallel cuts on her left forearm that predated her arrest. So with all that being said, I definitely feel like what they're saying with the 25 to 30 healing parallel cuts, um, I think they're saying and insinuating that she may have suffered from issues with suicidal thoughts she might have been a cutter yeah that seems very if i was going to create a situation or scenario that's exactly how i would do it but fresh cuts i've known too many cutters to know that like you know fresh cuts yeah. like just like while they're no 
it's and not that like... it's not that severe. And why would she do it then? Like why? <sighs> That's so dumb. And not to mention the fact of if you seen these cuts when she came in, because that's what they do, right? They look at you, they search you because you're going into jail and you notice these cuts. Well, that means that your jail should have put her as suicide risk. So it's still your responsibility, even if she did take her own life, because it was your job to classify her. I actually believe. Yeah. When you, um, when you um go in, they ask you, do you have any scars, scars or mm-hmm. tattoos? And they take and, pictures of those separately, too. Yes. And I don't. So that is negligence on their part. I also feel like I don't take I can't stand when I hear, oh, the person in the jail cell across from her said this, this and this. That person was in jail for a crime that they likely won't serve time for because they said this thing. So I'm sorry, but I just don't care what any person in jail said about someone else in jail. That's fucked up, Shan. Well, you know what I mean? Like in a sense of like, I mean, literally with what I've with what we just heard somebody getting stopped for and being in jail for in this county. I I mean, you can't really judge them. They could have they could be in that cell because they I don't mean like that. What I mean is, is like. When you know when they say in court, when they have another person that was in jail come on the stand and be like, he told me, he I was like a deal kind of thing. Yes, because they're getting deals. So it's not that I don't think that they're good people. I just feel like you were in jail, and it it's easy for this officer to say, "We'll drop these charges if you if have you the right information." Say, yeah, or if you throw say, them off a little bit, anything all night or whatever. I just don't take the words of people in jail for other people. That's what I should say for like what somebody else did. Cause how do you know you're in the jail across the she, way or you're in the cell across the way? No, you further have to ask yourself, how strong are these trash bags? I thought the same thing. I don't even understand how you can hang yourself with a trash bag. How one, how big are these trash bags? How'd you get this trash bag? Cause I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to picture and remember what, what jail was like because your boy had been there once, you know, back in one more rebellious days. But again, I don't remember seeing any kind of trash bags. Not none so ever. None so ever. Yep. So I was a little taken aback by that as well. I don't like any of what I'm hearing because it literally sounds like this. And the funny thing is this, um, this county being like, oh, well, you know, woe is us. We're getting death threats. and Oh, I thought the same thing. If yes, you go to a no. damn McDonald's and you have one bad employee and you have this same bad employee every fucking time you go there, you're not going. That whole McDonald's is bad. You're That's yes, what you, you guys, in your mind. Say, I'm not going to that McDonald's no more. Yeah, Period. you'll go. That you'll McDonald's go way out good. of your way to go to yes. a different one. So it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Your whole company of, of officers is now under question because you allowed this one officer to have his fucking way and do this shit several times. It's documented. You know about it. Yeah. He's treating other people, other humans. Uh, if you could bank one, I'll just say this. I'm the I'm type of person where I like to you know just kind of take the genders out of things. But as a man... If you can 
with a straight face, feel confidently and feel firm in yourself, slamming a woman's head on the ground. You're a bitch. That's all it is. You deserve death, sir. You deserve full on death. You are a monster. Fucking animal. And for the fact that it's for nothing. Like you're just, oh my God, I can't, I can't. I just hate. Well, I mean, necessarily most times with officers, especially these kinds they always have like an interlocking group of each other where they have kind of bunched together always so Mm -hmm. i would not be surprised me personally though this stop was for nothing if her not for nothing there is a cover-up they're like work i mean there are so many possible ways and then the fact that the videos are tampered with you're trying to look out for your boy when you are on a job and you have that one cool employee who breaks the rules with you you know i'm talking about yeah you look out for him always let's not forget this is the same state we're talking about that we just talked about javier ambler where what was that round rock where they had a whole inner network of literally uh, poli- police brutality that they were literally doing for the yeah. TV show Cops or whatever. Yeah, so it's like that, this like, would th- this isn't shocking. This is fucking Texas. That's what it is. Like, uh, not at so, all. And guys, if anything happens to me and Shan, just know, yeah, this will be out there. Uh, Shan, send this everywhere. They have to know. So. Saying too much, you know. Like, <laughs> oh lord, they know. So, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It, it is. When you literally cover this many cases where there is so much corruption, this is, I could sit here and name all of them. We've done Javier Ambler. We've done, um, what was his name? I'm, why am I, why is our memories like this? Um, I feel like oh, I know the one you're talking about. Rodney Reed. Yeah. Rodney Reed. We've done so many of these cases. Even remember the dude where his, his whole family burned in the house and he was put to death and probably wasn't even guilty of it. The cops oh, just yeah. fucking remember that? Like Cameron. Yeah, that sucks. Cameron. Like I remember so I many... sussed him so heavily and I I just felt bad. Yes, bad. and we've done so many of these cases where nine times out of ten the cops were doing some shit they ain't had no business. So I just feel like um it, it makes things scary. It really does. To, it, it just makes things scary. I also want to say that I do notice in these in these stories, I always hear those those ones that it always just reminds me of like mom or like, you know, like Cedric, our stepdad. And it's like this where you could buy the bullshit. Like some of those you could buy, like in that one with him with the burn like i really felt like he did it it was because of the story they painted but Mm -hmm, with ones like these when you research the actual person's character shan just spent like the early part of this talking about all of these amazing you know achievements that this person has under their belt that if you really bought the bullshit and you really believe that this person was a criminal or someone who was sad or depressed or felt low like no, this is someone who's seeking enlightenment in life, like yeah. searching for uh, other ways to make life better for other people or do things for other people. So I can't imagine that. And I have heard arguments for, you know, like suicide not being a selfish thing. But I also will say 
that suicide doesn't make sense in this situation. It doesn't make sense. You're well, not guilty. She's not I guilty. I also feel like you have to pay attention. And this goes for everyone. Because this, it won't stop. Unfortunately, this will not stop. It has never stopped and it won't. So the next time this happens where a black person is killed unjustly in police brutality or a white person or a Hispanic or I don't care what color they are. But I want you to it just has to be a police killing them. Like yes, that's the common like, denominator, people. What I ask of you is look at how the the picture is painted. I intentionally search out information on the people. It is sometimes hard. I told Chris last week when we covered that case, I could barely find anything about Brooke, unfortunately. It was so hard to find information about who she was and stuff. It was not hard to find this info about Sandra. It was so easy. It is evident. It is everywhere. But when they talked about this case back in the media in 2000, what did I say? 2015? Sorry, y'all know my memory. But when I talked, when this happened, happened back then um it was not talked she wasn't talked about like that she was talked about in a negative view just like they always, always are so the next time it happens really question that when you're sitting there being like well maybe they shouldn't have did this maybe they shouldn't have did that ask yourself why the victim is always villain turned into a uh yeah that's a that's the perfect word Yes, like, and and it's made for it to be acceptable and okay. And I want you to, I ask you to do that because I feel like once you do that, you'll be able. It's a way for them to make us not have empathy for the and, person. And that's to you, weirdos out there, like who feel like, oh, well, that's just you know, you're playing the victim. You are a sicko. Like you are sick. No empathy, man. Yeah, empathy is, is learn it. Makes, means you're a good person, so you really want to question. If you can't empathize with another human, you need to really. Then question you are a sociopath. Yourself. You are yeah. you are a grade A sociopath, and you may want to just detach yourself from society. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's get back to this. On July 17th, about 150 protesters gathered outside the Hempstead Jail, chanting "No justice, no peace," and we demand answers. Protesters outside of the jail where Sandra died held vigils and demanded an explanation for her death. By July 29, 2015, at least 12 protests had been held for Sandra around the country. And I think that that is a message to how much she touched our hearts when we heard about this. Um, it became, she, she was one of the big people. Like we say it all the time. If, whenever somebody makes a hip hop song, whenever we ha- hear a poem, Sandra's name comes up. We just don't know why. And that's very frustrating. Um, in late August, the Prairie View City Council renamed part of University Drive as Sandra Bland Parkway. Family and friends called for an independent autopsy and stated that it was unlikely Bland would have killed herself. I just want to stop for a second because this is another thing I've noticed with all these cases we've covered like this, Chris. Do you ever notice that they'll change the names of things? They'll act like they care, but nothing actually ever does change. Like the name of the bottle will change. The name of the street will change. You know what I mean? Like Um, George Floyd, all of those names, it was so much, but nothing actually changed. I will say with Prairie View, they are a very um, historically rich uh, black college. And just like uh, they have like a lot of a symbolism to black culture in Texas. Oh, I never knew that. 
awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I'd look it up. I still, I'm not like the most versed on it, but I, I do know that. Well, and awesome. strangely enough, what's his name? Kirko Banks went there. What? Really? Yeah. That's an awesome little fact there. I hope you're fucking right, Chris. Are you fucking right? Yeah. 100%. <laughs> That's really cool. Well, Sandra's family said that she was upbeat about the job she was about to begin for Prayer View A&M University. In March, Sandra posted a video to her Facebook page in which she said she was suffering a little bit of depression as well as PTSD. Her sister said that Sandra had no medically diagnosed clinical depression, but had good and bad days like anyone else. Canon Lambert, the family's lawyer, stated that Sandra's March post gave little indication stated that Sandra's March post gave little indication of her mindset around that time, the time of her death. A friend who spoke with Sandra while she was in jail said she was upbeat despite the arrest. It just makes no sense. Sandy was a soldier. She wasn't phased about it. Sandra's funeral was held on July 22nd at DuPage African Methodist Episcopal Church in Illinois. The FBI and DPS announced on July 16th that they had launched an investigation into Sandra's death. And Sinia was placed on administrative duties for violating procedures for traffic stops and was terminated by DPS following his indictment on perjury charges. Waller County Sheriff R. Glenn Smith, who runs the jail in which Sandra died, has been placed in charge of Waller County's investigation into her death, which is fucking stupid. Smith was suspended and fired from his previous post as chief of police of Hempstead after alleged incidents of racism and brutality. Oh my lord. It, it's, the loud, it's the quiet part out loud. You know what I mean? Like, so according to CNN, a report from the Texas Commission on Jail Standards published on July 16th found that Waller County Jail guards violated policies by failing to do timely checks on inmates, which should be hourly. The report also stated that jail employees had not been adequately trained to deal with mental health problems. The staff had not all undergone the minimum of two hours of mental health training required by the state. On July 22nd, county officials produced intake forms that they say indicate Bland had earlier attempts of suicide. One questionnaire states that Sandra took pills in 2015 after having a miscarriage. Another form filed by a different jail employee says Sandra attempted suicide earlier in 2014. One form indicates Bland had contemplated suicide within the past year, while another says she did not. After a white male prisoner hung himself with a bedsheet in 2012, Texas state inspectors had also cited procedural failings by Waller County jail staff. R. Glenn Smith, the Waller County sheriff, stated that the jail staff may face disciplinary actions for their failures of not putting Sandra on a suicide watch, not personally checking on her, and leaving the plastic bag that was fashioned into a noose. He said the actions could range from suspension to transfers to termination. Which is just crazy, because, like, if somebody died, you would think, anywho. Leaving the plastic bag. Like, bullshit, bro. Bullshit. I don't know why that one statement made me be like, at first, I'm not going to lie. Hearing that there are past suicide attempts, 
I understand mental illness. I understand suffering from depression. So I can understand that even if she did kill herself, they are still responsible. But then I hear that part and I'm like, wait a fucking minute. You know what I mean? To anyone who believes this, this is fucking three days. Why are they pushing this envelope of, yeah, she was trying to kill herself whole time. Whole time she's been here trying to kill herself. What the <sighs> fuck? Dude, that doesn't even add up. Like, that doesn't even make sense. Good all, like, there is not a human on this earth. And you can't, even even the rich, you can't even get me to believe that. That can confidently say, with this vast unknown around us, the fact that we are on a floating rock in the middle of space, so tiny, so small, so insignificant, can be okay all the time. Mm-hmm. So her sister saying that she, you know, she, you know, has her ups and downs. That's everyone in this fucking world. Yeah, absolutely. That is not absolutely. a. The, ah. I I understand. <laughs> the frustration for sure. It's like um, yeah, I I don't I'm law. Oh, that's so fucking dumb, Shan. <laughs> <laughs> An inspection in 2018, several years after Sandra's death, showed that the Waller County Jail was again not monitoring inmates correctly. All inmates were supposed to be monitored face-to-face at least hourly. Jail staff exceeded that by two and a half hours. Certain inmates, including those who are assaultive or potentially suicidal, should be monitored every half hour. That limit was exceeded by 74 minutes. However, with all that being said, in March 2016, documents obtained from the forensic lab that performed Sandra's autopsy suggested that the time of death was not that which was originally reported by official investigations, and that this could raise questions about the validity of the original investigation. A report by the Harris County Forensic Investigator contradicted the official report of the Waller County Sheriff's Department about details of the condition of the body. In addition, the documents stating the time guards last observed Sandra alive in her cell did not agree with the security video footage from the jail where Sandra was detained, leaving a discrepancy of an hour. Brandon Wood, director of the Texas Commission on Jail Standards, said that the failure to observe inmates hourly as required by standards could be criminal in nature, as it should be because these are people's lives. An attorney for the Sandra, sorry, an attorney for Sandra's family said that it might be just a clerical error or it might be something more nefarious. So I feel like that right there just shut down. I wanted to tell their little bullshit first, but as always, just like in the Kendrick Johnson case, just like in the Tamla Horsford case, just like in every other case, their fucking investigation is proving to be bullshit. In December 2015, a county grand jury declined to issue an indictment in connection to Sandra's death. A special prosecutor said that the case is still open and that the grand jury would meet again in January 2016 to discuss other aspects. Those aspects were widely assumed to include Insinia's actions during the traffic stop, and Sandra's family urged prosecutors to pursue criminal charges against him. Reconvening the following month, the grand jury indicted Insinia for perjury, a Class A misdemeanor with a possible penalty of one year in jail 
and a $4,000 fine. The charge resulted from his statement in an affidavit that his reason for removing Sandra from her car was to further conduct a safe traffic investigation. The grand jury found that statement to be false. According to a special prosecutor, hours after the indictment was announced, DPS said they had begun the process to terminate Insinia's employment as a state trooper. After an arrest warrant was issued, Insinia surrendered at the Waller County Jail and was released after posting $2,500 bond. His attorney said that he would appeal his termination, while Sandra's family called, more, called for more serious criminal charges, including battery and false arrest. On June 28, 2017, a judge granted a motion by pro to dismiss the perjury charge against Insinia. In return, Insinia agreed that he would never seek accept or engage in employment in any capacity with law enforcement in Texas or elsewhere. He also agreed not to seek expungement of the perjury charge. Sandra's family filed a federal wrongful death lawsuit and a jury trial in that case was scheduled for January 2017. The family sought unspecified damages from DPS, Encinia, Waller County, and two jailers. In September 2016, Sandra's family settled the lawsuit for $1.9 million, according to her mother. Details remain to be worked out, and the agreement still awaited court approval. In the two days after authorities announced her death, 31,000 people tweeted using the hashtag Sandra Bland, and an online petition launched calling for an investigation for her death. After three days, 200,000 people had tweeted her name. Texas Senate Bill 1849, also known as the Sandra Bland Act, went into effect on September 1st, 2017, and mandated change to corrections and police policy when dealing with those with substance abuse or mental health concerns. Senate Bill 1849 requires de-escalation training for police officers and mandates county jail divert people with mental health and substance abuse issues towards treatment make it easier for defendants to receive a personal bond if they have a mental illness or intellectual disability and require that independent law enforcement agencies investigate jail death, which like, why wasn't that already happening? But as we know from the George Floyd killing in 2020, it still meant very little. The positive to this case, if there can be any, is the huge effect this had on the Black Lives Matter movement. We have to remember whether Sandra killed herself or not, the foul mistreatment of her and the abuse of power the officer used when handling her would all be included in her mental health and causes of it leading up to her death. This officer played a role in what led to her taking her life, if that is what happened. And beyond that, whether she took her life or not, the police brutality that was exhibited here is not acceptable at all. And since we know the timelines don't match, it's hard to even know if she took her life at all. I'm just saying, Shan, I I am not a believer in any of that. Yeah, for me, the fact that the you know, the they investigated it again and found that there were discrepancies that always just set the tone with me of okay, I can't trust what occurred here. Yeah. The investigating the, the, rule. the behavior. Yeah, I can't trust none of it. And the fact that, like, he just, his only punishment is that he can't be a cop again. Like, that should be a fucking given. He's proved he's not cop eligible. Like, what? All I'm saying is, and 
I know this probably won't be popular, but I I a hundred percent agree with this. But R. Kelly's thirty year sentence, I I personally agree. But I will say that I just I don't what I don't understand is how he could get that for for his crimes, which horrible, fucking disgusting. Absolutely. Absolutely. But there's murder, murder yeah. someone's uh, someone's life. Or even just assault. It's because insane. it's... I, I don't, it's, I don't know. It's, this is why that the Black Lives Matter movement says Black Lives Matter. It's not to say any other life doesn't matter. It's the fact that for some reason in these cases, it comes off like Black people don't matter as much. Like you should... No. When Gabby Petito went missing, the world cared about this girl as they should. But, like, what about this? What about this person's life? How is that not as important? How can he not, like you said, not serve 30 years when he's the reason someone died? If I was to get in a car and drink and drive with you, and Lord forbid you die in that car accident, I'm going to jail for your death because I am the cause of it. But yet he wasn't? Or I'm a teacher. A student is really aggravating me. So what do I do? I beat his ass. Mm -hmm. Put him in a closet and lock him up, basically, or something. <laughs> Abuse my power. There is no way that teacher doesn't get some sort of time. There's Anyone no way. And that's yeah. a job. See, so I, I wanted to compare it to a job where a person has authority. Teachers have authority, but I never actually experienced a teacher abusing their authority like that, so... Just saying. Awesome. But yeah, like it's it's true. Like this is the only job where they're allowed you can murder to do somebody. They want. Yeah, bro. Like you can kill somebody and okay. just get fired. Yeah, it's just not okay. And and it's you you question why there's so many bad apples. Well, when you set a tone like this, what do you expect? No one man should have all that power. We see how people act when they have too much power. We've seen it. It's not okay. It's not okay. Why are you so angry? This man, if she did have depression issues, why is he not? Look how he treated her. And it caused her to take her life. How is that okay? For what? For nothing. He took someone from this earth that was valuable to our planet. And yet he's not punished for it. All he gets is, oh, you can't be a police officer anymore. Duh! Like, what? Duh! Ugh. Just irritates me because this is a really good person that deserved to be on this earth and the fact that this person died because they didn't use a change lane signal because they were scared of the asshole driving ferociously behind them it's as if it doesn't matter about this person and that's what irritates me about it because i hate comparing this there is no comparison gabby petito's life is so important but so was sandra's so why does her life seem less? I mean, they're out here trying to prosecute the parents. They probably prosecute the damn fucking place. He killed himself if they could for this girl. And that is incredible. We love to see it. But I just want that same energy to start being on these cases that are so clear for people like Sandra, who would have stood up for all of us. You know what I mean? And thank yeah. God, you know, again, it sucks that these type of people end up being martyrs. They end up being people who aren't cared about until afterwards. And even though it's great that they contribute to a movement, it's like, if we could care before these people die, that'd be great. 
if we could stop the the bad ones from being so prevalent, it's like with guns. I'm completely against them, hundred percent against them. I uh, cannot stand with the reasoning behind having something in your vicinity that could take another person's life. But, but I will say that if you could take away all the negative gun users that I hear about, all the negatives to guns, and you had more competent people wielding them, like people who weren't unstable mentally or with a freaking chip on their shoulder, then maybe we could talk same situation. If we could take out that negative aspect to this job and we could maybe have more competent people on their job, then mm-hmm. maybe we could talk then. Yep. It's fine. And the crazy part about you saying that makes me feel like as humans, do we ever learn from our actions? You feel the way you feel about guns, not because you hate guns, but because of the fact that we've seen time and time again what guns do when they are available. Um, of course, there's a million people who are probably great gun owners that would never do anything, but we've seen time and time again the option to have them is not beneficial to anyone. And same with law enforcement. We've seen time and time again, no matter how many good apples there are, you know what I mean? So it's just like we got to start learning from these things changing them stop repeating the same things over and over and over again i feel like empathy can play into that a lot because it's really easy it seems like for our culture and society to just be like oh i don't care about that person because i don't agree that they did this or that they did that or you know what i mean yeah well that is the tragic death of sandra bland and i'm so glad we dived into it because i truly didn't know exactly everything that played into it i didn't know the details and that makes me sad because sandra was an amazing person that deserved to have her story told so i'm glad we told it i'm i'm glad we did too uh just because i as well though i had you know kind of heard the the tricklings of like the things that were being said through the media and things uh i never actually dove into this case and now that i've like looked like we've looked further into it i it's like, well, wow. Mm-hmm. Who was on this jury? <laughs> it just, I can't. Well. That's what I'd be wondering. Who was in this courtroom? Because it couldn't have been me. I know, for real. Well, that is all I have for today. Um, make sure you catch us next week on Forgotten Fridays. We will be covering another true crime case in the Texas area. Until then, bye, guys. Bye, guys.